We are live. We're rocking and rolling. Just have to introduce ourselves. We do this like 50 million times a day at work. Like, hey guys, my name's Tara. I'll be taking care of you. Hey, I'm Sam. <laughs> and your fake ass customer service voice. Oh my God. <laughs> hey guys. She's, she's the fakest bitch I know is my customer service Oh my service God, voice. I know. Same. All right. Hey guys, I'm Tara. And I'm Sam. And this is our brand new podcast, Things I Wish I Knew Before I Hit My 20s. Yay! So who else here, I'm going to assume that you're in your 20s or you left your 20s and you had no idea what the hell you were doing because me and Tara, we have no idea what we're doing. We don't. Nobody ever does. Yeah, I have like a mental breakdown um, at least three times a day. <laughs> I'm right. counting correctly. What am I going to do when I grow up? Fuck, I'm 25. I am grown up. But then the other half is like, no, I'm still a kid. Like, oh, I'm not supposed to have oh, yeah. together. No. Nobody has their life together. I don't even care. Like, I don't care what anybody says. You never actually have your life together. You fake it until you make it. I go on Facebook sometimes and I see like people I went to high school with and like they're getting engaged and getting married and having uh-huh. kids yep. and I'm seeing these posts and I'm like, you are a child. What are you doing? Like, you're not supposed to be doing that yet. Like we are kids. Like you have your whole life ahead of you. We're supposed to be getting drunk and having fun and like crying. And then right, I realize, but then, like, then you're like, this is a regular age to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, and then I remembered, like, I wanted to be married by now. (laughs) I always think about, like, people my age, like, 23, 24, having kids, and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And then I'm like, wait, it's not, like, a bad thing anymore. It's not like you're 18 years old having a kid. It's just, it's regular now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not, like, a bad thing. Like, sometimes, like, I'll, like, you know get a little nervous and I'll be like, oh, let me take a pregnancy test. I'm like, half of me is relieved when it's negative. And then like the other (laughs) half of me is like, oh, you know, I'm 25. I guess I could have a Yeah, I guess it could happen eventually. (laughs) My parents want grandkids, but yeah, no. (laughs) Maybe. And then I I realize like the moment I'm like, oh, like having a kid would be cool. And like, as I'm taking the pregnancy test, I'm like, yeah, no, I want to get get drunk. (laughs) Like I can't smoke pot for nine months. Like not, no. Not ready. It's going to be a few more years for me. I don't think anybody's ever ready. Yeah, I guess you're right. I feel like when I was little, like, I always thought everybody older had it together. Like, my sister had my niece at 20 years old. Imagine having a kid at 20 years old. I can't even imagine having a kid now. I can't even... I can't even be responsible for myself. I can't even feed myself. I'm supposed to what? Like look after some fragile little fucking baby in my corner? Yeah. Uh, I, I make jokes all the time because every once in a while I'll have baby fever and I'll look at Bobby and I'll be like, I really want a baby. And he'll look at me and he'll be like, Sam, I'm not going to give you a timeline. I'm not going to say you have to wait till we get married. I'm going to tell you one thing. You could have a kid when you could take care of yourself. Because if you could take care of yourself, <laughs> maybe, just maybe, you could take care of another human being. Yeah, and then and he's so right. Yeah, and then I, uh, days go by. I haven't done the laundry. I haven't done the dishes. Exactly. I, the pile I can't even of feed laundry myself. on my floor right now is ridiculous. 
you should have seen me this morning. I couldn't even figure out what I wanted for breakfast. He's like, Samantha, like you need to feed yourself. You need to eat. You need food to survive. And I'm like, but I don't know what I want. I don't want to make anything. I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to go get anything. He's like, you're an adult. <laughs> Be an adult. I didn't feed myself until like an hour ago. It's 4.30. I fed myself for the first time at 3.30 because I didn't want to get out of bed and go get food. Like not even go get food. Like go upstairs and fucking make food. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. how miserable I was. I was eating um, a rice cake with almond butter and bananas because I didn't know what to eat, but I knew I needed to eat something. And Bobby looked at me yeah. and he was like, you look trying miserable. to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to lose weight. Like, yeah, I would love some spaghetti right now or something, but I can't eat that. So I was like, I don't want lettuce. I'd rather not eat. I'd rather starve. Yes, exactly. Please do not starve yourself. I absolutely hate more than anything in the world when like I'm hungry and I eat something, but it's not what I wanted. And like, I'm not satisfied then, but and I already it was like ate. A waste. So it's like, yeah. It's such a waste of fucking calories and I can't eat again because I already just ate, but it was and like, you I just didn't sit there miserable. <laughs> you just sit miserable then. And boys never understand that. Dylan's always like, you never know what you want to eat. And I was like, well, I know that I don't want that. And that's all I have for you. Agreed. It's like, there's so many options. That's like, I don't want to pick the wrong one because if I eat it, then I'm going to be like, wow, I could have had this, but now I can't eat that because I wasted my calories on this. Yep. Every time. Ridiculous. And I can't believe, I can't believe I gave up my skinny years thinking I was like fat. I was going through my, my old photographs today, which is something nobody should ever do in their life. Oh, don't do it. And I was like going through old Snapchats, everything. And I was like, I cannot believe I thought I was fat then. Like, what is wrong with me? I mean, you saw saw the other day when I sent you my screenshot of my phone and my background (laughs) is literally myself. (laughs) Yes, I am a narcissist and I have a picture of myself as my background, as my inside uh, wallpaper um, because I was super skinny like three years ago and... I just don't understand what happened, but I think it's like adult weight. I'm convinced. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's like, it's totally our bodies like preparing us for motherhood and childbirth and like your hips just get wider and like you just carry so much more fucking weight. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. It has to be I the also healthy relationships. Dylan. Yes. Uh, it's the exactly. relationships. <laughs> I tell Bobby all the time. I'm like, you're the reason. I am the way I am. Like I look the way I look because of you. And it's like, I yes. love you because like you make me feel loved, but like, I'm so used to being in shitty abusive relationships where I'm stressed out all the time. And I'm like, are they going to break up with me? I can't eat. I'm going to smoke. <laughs> I'm going to chain smoke cigarettes and I'm not going to, I'm going to starve myself because I'm so stressed out. And now it's like, Bobby loves me and feeds me and cooks yeah. me pasta. And I'm like, okay, this is okay. the life, but now I'm <laughs> chubby. Weird. <laughs> yeah. I tell Dylan all the time that he needs to break up with me so I could get skinny. Oh, I tell Bobby that all the time. I'm like, can you just break up me for a few weeks so I can like get yeah, my revenge body exactly. and then we'll, like get back together? That's so unhealthy. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> toxic <our> behavior. <laughs> definitely toxic behavior. Not something that we should be uh, promoting, but it's but, true. Uh, it could happen. We could just, you know, both lose weight and we meet back up in the middle, fresh and brand new. <laughs> every t- every time I start getting weight, we do it all over again. Yeah, I think that uh, that would definitely be a nice little weight loss plan. But I mean, I think it's also normal and like healthy to gain. Not 
not gain unhealthy amount of weight, but like, right. I do believe that like being in a healthy relationship and like you loving yourself and like your partner loving you and it not really mattering if you're a size zero or a size 14, like it really doesn't matter. As long as the person that you're with loves you and like you're comfortable yes. in your own skin, who cares? Who the fuck cares? You're not impressing anybody else. Who cares who's looking at you in the bar or the club or if any other guys are liking you, but you know, it's hard with today's society. I feel like with like social media and Instagram, 100%. I know, especially during this quarantine, that is probably the biggest part that's like screwing with my depression is like yes. scrolling on Instagram and TikTok and just seeing these like teeny tiny little girls and being like, holy crap, I used to look like that and I didn't take advantage of it. And holy yep. crap, I wish I looked like them. I go on Instagram and I immediately want to like go get fucking plastic surgery somewhere, wherever is open. <laughs> speaking I of, can't stand it. Speaking of uh, plastic surgery, did you see Khloe Kardashian's post today? Yes. Uh, it makes me so face. sad because like I get it and I feel like I feel like a lot of it had to do with like social pressures of social media and being rich yeah. and like being in the limelight and everything. That's all and, it- like and she gets the brunt of it all the time for like from the beginning. They she call her like the yes. ugly duckling and yes. like she uh, always got a OJ's lot of OJ's kid and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like she's always been like the coolest and the realest and like funniest. She's been the coolest one no, no matter what. Yeah, and I exactly. actually feel I feel bad for her because it's like I feel like these social pressures is what made her change into this and then people are attacking her for getting all this plastic surgery but like yeah she's the same people that were attacking her for the way she looked all these years calling her the fat one calling her the ugly one calling her oj's kid like it sucks i feel so she looks like a completely she looks like a completely different person 100 percent, and that's just so sad but i i feel like i really like that's this is gonna sound terrible but i feel like i relate to that especially growing up it's so much harder now to lose weight it's so much like you eat one thing and it's like you gain fucking 10 pounds and you'll never get it off and i feel like every like you said everybody's in your face on social media and they're all skinny and they all look great and i i think the pressure definitely gets to anybody it gets to me i think that we all forget that like seeing these people these influencers and everything like a lot of these people Photoshop, Facetune. Oh, yeah. And, you know, even myself, I am the selfie queen. I know I'm the selfie queen. I am constantly posting pictures of myself. I am a Leo. I have that <laughs> narcissistic, confident complex, I think, because of being a Leo. Even though I'm also insecure, it's really weird. It's yeah. a very, I, I always say, I'm like a, what's it, um, a Sour Patch Kid. I'm a juicy contradiction. <laughs> but, I post so many pictures of myself, but the thing is, is like behind closed doors, like people don't realize, like I took 65 pictures to get that one picture. Oh, like I might, and I might not Photoshop and Facetune myself. I definitely don't No, but don't it's the lighting. It's the filters. It's like, the angle. It's, it's yes, everything. Exactly. We There's all so do much that. To it. Everybody does yeah. that. But it, it's just so sad because, it, but even like, even without all of that, you look at all these influencers and stuff that like post all these beautiful pictures and they have all these designer things and the cutest clothes and they go on vacation. And I think that in the moment, because we're in that generation of like that instant gratification and we're just seeing these pictures and these posts in this one minute clip of someone's life that we think that like they have it all together and they have their life figured out and they have the perfect life. Meanwhile, 
I feel like nine out of 10 times these people have miserable lives. They definitely, I think I've always said this, the people who are like super in your face on social media is like, oh my God, look at my life. My life is great. Same thing goes for the people in relationships on social media that just post constantly like I'm in love with this person every single day. They are the most unhappy people in the world. I could vouch for that. Someone who has been in nothing but abusive relationships up until my current one, which my sweetie pie, I love him. Every relationship I was in, well, my two long-term relationships before Bobby, um, constantly, constantly posted on social media. Every Facebook status, every MySpace status, every aim away message. I love you so much with the freaking date and like happy one month, happy two months, happy three. <laughs> and like, that's part of growing up as a kid and like learning. But at the same time, I was in these abusive relationships and like fear of abandonment. I felt like I had to constantly scream it to the world that we were in love, even though these people were cheating on me. These people were lying to me. These people, yeah, like they weren't, it wasn't a healthy relationship. And then like now I'm with Bobby and it's genuine love and unconditional love that I don't need to prove to the world that he loves me because I actually know that he does. Yeah. I don't care if anyone and knows. that's how because, it is. Yeah, because it's like I, when you're in these shitty relationships, it's like you need to justify it. You need exactly. everyone to know you're happy. It's a social if you were media actually couple. happy, you wouldn't need to. Yeah, I agree. It's the, those are the same people that care about the wedding, not the marriage. Yep. They care that's about the good, pictures, not the, the actual time spent together. social media is definitely like, it, it's such a hit and miss. It, like it's destroying our generation, but like I obviously see the pros to it. It has yeah. brought social media marketing, which, you know, everybody could hate on those Monet girls or Airbond girls or whatever social media crap that they're selling these days. But at the end of the day, like they do use it to their advantage. They make their side hustles. You know, these people with only fans or whatever, like they're making money. They're doing it. They're, like it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You can judge them all they want. Like they're still doing it, which is an awesome marketing situation. yeah and they're using literally free apps to make yeah. money free advertisement like it what is, i was doing it to is the totally bar. free yeah. yeah when i made my zoom tender account and i was constantly just posting about the bar and like telling people to come visit me and everything my tips as a bartender went from well i'm not going to name where i work but when i first started working at my old job like I made no money to the point that I had, I had really bad shifts because I was a new girl. I had the out, outdoor yeah. bar shift and I will never forget hysterically crying because I sat outside in the sun for like six hours and I made barely any money. And I remember my boss, uh, my manager calling up the owner and being like, this girl's going to quit. Like she's a really good bartender and she's awesome and she has great personality, but like, you're not going to keep her because she's not making any money. Yeah. I proved myself. I started um, social media networking. I became, I developed better relationships with like my guests and stuff like that. And I constantly, constantly posted on Facebook and Instagram. And like, maybe people got annoyed at my posts. A lot of people thought they were funny because I was always like, come see your girl, like yeah. whatever. But like my tips grew 300%. And it just brings the, people in. Yeah. So it's like, definitely social media is a great part for marketing and getting the word out there, whatever it is, even if it's, 
um, like advocating for advo- yeah. advocating. Am I saying the right word? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I was never good at school. I kind of screw up my vocab words sometimes, but um, like no matter what you want to get your word out, social media is great. You can get it to other countries, other states, people you've never met. Social media is a fantastic, fantastic, now I'm bad at words, marketing tool. <laughs> and it's literally free. So anybody out there that is using it to their advantage, I support you 100% and I love you and I wish I could do that. Hey, we're doing it right now. Yeah, I will do it eventually. I'll get there. Well, even like uh, with us starting up with this, when, you know, when I was talking to my girlfriend, you know, my other girlfriends about it, like I, I was so excited to tell them about mine and yours idea because I was like, you know, even if no one listens, yeah. Me and Tara could bullshit together and like we could get our thoughts out. We could start a conversation, whether it's a funny conversation or a serious conversation. Like, we're not alone. Like, I'm not sitting here with these thoughts by myself. Like, me and you're yeah. having a conversation about it and putting it out, out in the world. And if one person listens to it and they think it's funny, or if one person listens to it and says, wow, I'm not alone, they're insecure too. Or, you know, they, they see the Other same people way that think I do that I, yeah, exactly. They, it might, if it could help way. one person, you know, I think that this is like amazing therapy just to sit down and talk to somebody. I have my other podcast that I literally sit and talk by myself and Shout I don't out, think just any- got served. <laughs> I don't think anybody fucking listens to it and I don't care. I will post that all the time. I sit in my room and I talk to myself and even now just sitting here with you talking with you. It's just like a great it's therapeutic. Therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in quarantine times, we have nobody else to fucking talk to. You're locked in your room. You you have nothing to do. I think it just it helps me so much just get through a day if I just sit here and talk to about anything. Yeah, I agree. I think it also like for, for certain people, I know for myself, like as much as talking about things helps, I always hated like going to therapy and stuff, but it's such an important thing to like start a conversation and talk about whatever's going on in the world or what's going on in your head, no matter how stupid you think it is. I am going to totally contradict myself because I just said how talking about it is so therapeutic and great. I fucking hate talking about anything that bothers me. I bottle everything up inside until I like explode. It's totally unhealthy. But like if you, if you actually do sit down and have a conversation with somebody that you know is not going to judge you or somebody that you know has been through the same thing or if, if you go to therapy, obviously it's their job to sit there and listen to you. It is just it makes it so much easier to get through anything. I agree. I think that the difference is I'm a very outspoken person. I believe that I have pretty good communication skills. I always like to tell people when things are bothering me and I like talking about my feelings, but like, like I said, I tried the whole therapy thing at one point and I always noticed that I would try to like cross analyze my therapist and like try to get my therapist to talk because it was almost uncomfortable talking to a stranger and talking to an older person who I thought might not be able to relate to me. I think that like with me and you talking to each other, it's different because like I said, even though we all have our own experiences in life, like we all have troubles. And I think a lot of people don't realize that 
because like in the, in my experience of my 25 years of life, like relationships, especially at a young age, relationships have always been a big thing and a big thing that people have always confided in me um, and like have vented to me about. And I think that a lot of people get like so wrapped up into these things and they're like, you know, my world is destroyed. My heart is broken. I'm sick to my stomach. How could they do this to me? Blah, 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 blah. And I think a lot of people tend to tell people not to get over it, but like, it's not that big of a deal and blah, blah, blah. But you don't realize that this is the worst thing that has happened to this person. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you went through something 10 times worse. Maybe you lost a family member. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you've been broke. Maybe you've been homeless. That's the worst thing that's happened to you. But someone's heartbreak might be the worst thing that's ever happened to them. And it could feel like the end of the freaking world. And they are, it is completely valid for them to have those feelings because they don't know anything. Yeah, absolutely. You never know what anybody is going through. You never know what anybody has been through. And you can't devalue, I don't know if that's the right word. I don't even know if that is a word. Somebody else's feelings. Like I always say this when I talk to my friend and she's like, oh, I'm upset about this, but it's stupid. If it makes you upset, it's not stupid. Your feelings are valuable no matter what anybody thinks. And if it, if it affects you, then it's not stupid. Yeah, no, I 100% agree because if it is ruining your joy in that moment and it is making you a less happy person, it matters. It doesn't matter. Feelings matter. Yeah. Everyone's feelings matter. I believe everybody's feelings matter. Yeah. And you know, I think that that is one of the hardest things to like understand growing up, especially as a young adult in your twenties. I think that when, when I was younger, if I could talk to my younger self, a very depressed, like suicidal fucking little girl who just didn't know how to ask for help. Like I always felt like this doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. Why would anyone care about this? This is, there's so many more problems in the world. There's hunger, there's wars, there's, people who are dying, like, what does it matter that some kid broke my heart or I lost my job or I didn't make any money or a table made me cry? Like, who cares? But at the end of the day, I care. It's causing me pain. So it still matters, 100%. I'm really good at, like, I just lost my train of thought. Never mind. Skip that. I have a feeling that you were going to say – I have a feeling that you were, if I had to read your mind right now, I have a feeling that you were going to say that you have, you're really good at telling your friends that their feelings matter, but you don't allow yourself to feel that it matters. That's totally Um, it. I'm perfect at doing that. I always think everybody's problems are bigger than mine. And I always am like, I, okay. I never want to annoy people. I always feel like if I tell somebody what's going on, if I tell somebody what's happening, I always feel like whatever I'm feeling is going to be annoying. And I never want to annoy people with my problems. So I have a really hard time telling people about my problems because I always feel like I'm bothering them. But counteractive, if a friend came to you, you're like, I'm, what the I'm hell? listening 100%. I want you to be happy. Like, yep. Yes. Like hype them up. Like, how can we fix this? What, you know, let's write down some key points here. Like what, like, how can we tackle this situation? Like what's going to make you feel better? Is it, should we talk about it? Should we make a plan? Like I'm the best therapist to anybody else except myself. I think, I think that a lot of people have that issue. And I mean, I think for the two of us, I think we have a lot in common with like being nurturers and being caring and wanting to take care of other people. 
Yeah. But I think a lot of people have an issue with taking care of themselves. And even though I don't take my own advice, never, not once. Neither of us do. <laughs> um, I think the most important thing to tell our listeners, uh, to anybody who can relate, at the end of the day, you should always talk to yourself as if you were your best friend. So if you look in the mirror and you don't like the way you look, you should never be like, you're a fat piece of shit. And like, yeah. I look at myself in the mirror all the time and I'm like, oh my God, you're absolutely you're disgusting. I hate you. And- <laughs> well, you have to sometimes take a step back and be like, would I ever say that to somebody I loved? Never. You know, if, if you saw your girlfriend um, or your boyfriend or whatever, your friend, and they were gaining weight and they were unhappy with the way they looked and stuff, you would never say you're a fat slob, you're a piece of shit, like yep. get it together. You would say, what can we do to make you better? Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a run. Let's get salads instead of Chipotle today. Like yeah. you, you find kinder ways to fix the situation. And I think that that is something we all need to work on is always talk to yourself like you're your own best friend. You have to love yourself and talk to yourself as if you're talking to someone you love. I am my own worst enemy. I hate myself pretty much every single day of my life. That got dark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's the childhood trauma. I really struggle with that. I'm really bad at like bringing, I put myself down so often And that's one of the biggest things for me is I never talk to myself like I'm my own best friend and I never talk to myself in a nice way. And even if I do, you know, start to lose weight, I'm always like, oh, well, it's not enough. And I'm, I'm very hard on myself. And I think a lot of people out there are. Well, I think that's also everybody's biggest, biggest issue too with, for example, like you said, losing weight. I know I'm struggling too right now. And a lot of people our age are struggling, especially during quarantine and being bored and snacking. Yeah. But you can't live off that constant thought of, oh, if I just lose a little bit more weight or if I get a little skinnier or if I get a little prettier, if I get that job or that promotion, like nothing's ever going to be enough for yourself. You you need to accept who you are or you need to make it like if you're going to go for a goal or something, you need to make it for a healthy way. Like you can't say like, oh, if I lose weight, I'm going to be happier. You have to say, I want to get healthy. I want to be able to run a mile. I want to run a 5K because I want to be able to do that. Like you need to almost make goals for yourself rather than say like, oh, if I lose weight, I'll be happy. And I I do it to myself too. I I literally was just, (laughs) if you would have been a fly on my wall like an hour ago, I was looking at Bobby and I'm like, I am so fat and disgusting. If I just lose 20 pounds, I'll be happy. But I'm not going to be happy because when I was 115 pounds, stick thin, you know, running around in fucking bralettes and booty shorts around Dublin deck, like- Yeah, you still thought you were fat back then too. I was miserable. I was miserable. No, you know, even if I didn't think, I, I, I might not have called, I definitely did call myself fat back then, but like, even if I wasn't calling myself fat, I wasn't happy. Yeah. I was not a happy person. I was miserable. I was in toxic relationships. I was chain smoking cigarettes. I was a piece of shit. I treated myself like shit. And that's why I looked like that because I wasn't healthy. I was literally malnourished. Like it, it wasn't <laughs> cute. And it's like, that's why I'm saying like with the, with the healthy relationship and the healthy weight gain, like to an extent, like, you know, maybe not the quarantine 15 that we wanted, but yeah. you know, getting in a new relationship and gaining 10, 15 pounds and like being happy is worth, it's, just, it's worth it. 
honestly, yeah. I would say gaining 20 pounds and being in a healthy, happy relationship where someone loves you is worth more than being skinny and miserable. Yeah. I remember one of my very good friends was in a really toxic relationship and you could just tell by looking at her, she got really skinny and I w went up to her and I was like, what is going on with you? Like something is not right. Like I can literally tell by your body, you lost weight in like three it's days. It's like the person's draining them. Yes. Yeah. 100%. You could see it on everybody's face, whether or not, you know, they're doing okay. And that's really with like loving yourself too. Cause it's like, you, you almost can't even blame the toxic person that they're with because it's like, at the end of the day, your friend or me or whoever it is, like they don't love themselves. And that's why they're yes. allowing this behavior to continue with this person who's treating them like crap. I used to tell her that all the time as well. I still tell her that because she still doesn't understand. She does not, she, it's perks of being a wallflower. We accept the love we, didn't, we think we deserve. Oh my she God, does not think, movie. <laughs> she does not think she deserves anything good in life ever. And I tell her that all the time. She does not have to put up with the things that she puts up with, but she does anyway. And one day she'll learn. I'll get through to her eventually. I agree. And I think that, uh, like I said, this all, this all goes back intertwines with social media and standards of people and what you expect from other people and what you expect your life to live like, uh, to look like and how, you know, everything. It yeah. all just mashes together. It's also based on the person as well. Like I am very good at being by myself. I never in life have ever needed another person to depend on. Not that I don't want another person, but I just mm -hmm. know at the end of whatever happens in life, at the end of the day, like I'll be good by myself. That's just always how I've been. I'm not, I'm not dependent. And I think some people are dependent. So they put themselves in these situations, in these toxic relationships, because they just want to have a person there. Whether it's a good person or not, they just need somebody around them all the time. Yeah, but it's, and it's sad though, because they hold on to somebody so hard that they, they lose themselves. Yeah. And the most important person to hold on to is yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's all you have. You yep. can't depend on anybody. People, you know, like 50% of uh, marriages end in divorce. Like you can't rely on anybody but yourself. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't, like, I'm not saying have trust issues. Don't trust anybody. No, like, of course Everybody's not, yeah. out to get you. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, like you need to take care of yourself first. You need to love yourself first. And I'm not that's saying why people they can't. Say that. And I'm, and I'm going to touch a subject right there because I think that's also a big controversial issue of people saying, you know, people can't love you if you don't love yourself. Cause I don't necessarily agree with that because I've had times in my life where I do not, I don't love myself and people yeah. love me. I know my friends love me. I know my boyfriend loves me and everything like that. I think that when I say people can't love you if you don't love yourself in the sense of like, you're not loving yourself if you're constantly dealing with somebody who treats you like crap, like, right. At that point, it's not even like loving yourself. It's about knowing your worth. And respecting like if you, yourself. Right. Respecting yourself. That's a better way to put it. So I don't necessarily believe you can't love somebody if you don't love yourself, but it's all about respecting yourself and knowing what you're worth yes. and knowing I don't have to be put through this. Like I don't deserve this. 
Yes. I think that's something that everybody needs to learn is how to respect themselves first and foremost. Yeah. I'm really bad at that. I'm really bad at anything that has to do with myself. Like I said, <laughs> we're working So hopefully on it. We're working along on the it. way, I'll learn with you guys. Listen, I'm yeah. not good at it either. We're, we're all going to learn together. Cause think about it. Like we have so many plans for this uh, podcast. We have so many subjects we want to touch. Um, if any of our listeners are interested, we want to talk about a ton of stuff. We want to be lighthearted and relatable. Um, I think we both are. Um, we've both been through different experiences and lived different lives. And I think we could touch a lot of subjects that we wish we knew more about before we hit our 20s. I mean, mental health, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, insecurity, yeah. um, yep. relationships, friendships, backstabbing, drugs, alcohol, you know, being alcoholics. I used to go out to the bar six, seven days a week. Like there's so many subjects that we want to talk was to you guys awful. about. Yeah. I, I just, I just started sobering up a little bit, but I mean, everybody has their vices. Me too. No judge, no judgment. This is a no judgment. Yeah, it is what it is. No judgment. This is um, a judgment free zone all the way. Yeah. We want to be, we want to touch a lot of subjects that people don't like talking about. Um, we want to be your friends. We want anything that, yes, we want to be like, as if we're in a group, we're, we're a group of friends who are just bullshitting about our lives. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that they can relate to a lot of things because they think that they're the only ones. And we want you to realize you're not the only ones. Um, we're going to yeah. have guests come on, um, we're going to have submissions if you, if there's Anybody any subjects you want us to talk about. On, yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Anybody, if you want to follow us on Instagram, tvsb.podcast and you can DM us. It can be totally anonymous. We don't have to say who it's from, obviously, but if you have anything that you are going through and you want to talk about, and maybe you want to hear some advice about, you can always message us on there. 